The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 25. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, or you're changing careers, now ready to go back, change course, and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your journey to becoming a physician. Now this week we have another great question taken directly from the Old Pre-Meds forum over at oldpremeds.org. If you don't yet have an account over there, please go register and get one. It is an amazing community of like-minded pre-med students, medical students, and physicians all helping each other on their non-traditional paths to medicine. Let's go ahead and jump into today's question and welcome Rich to the show. Rich, welcome back. Dr. Ryan, how are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing well, thank you. All right, so we have a, a good question that I know is going to spark some some interesting feedback. We, we've had a couple of these questions centered around master's programs, and this one is going to be similar. And we, I've, I've had to field some questions and actually repeat a, a kind of podcast on one of them as well. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting how we answer this one. So this, this question, again, taken directly from the Old Pre-Meds form over at oldpremeds.org, is Megan, who's a 27-year-old professional who had a cumulative GPA in her undergraduate years of a 3.04. She says mostly due to not being focused freshman year and overextending herself, which is very common. She's currently enrolled in a master's degree program, a a molecular biology and biochemistry program, working full-time. It looks like her, her extracurriculars are great, working in the medical field, having some research. She's under the impression, maybe she got it from us, that maybe a master's degree program isn't the best route. And she's wondering if she should stop her master's degree program and go back and do more post-back work, which would help kind of erase some of those other grades if she's doing a DO, um, if she's applying to DO or not. So what do you think about that, Rich? Should she drop out of her master's program and go back and do undergraduate classes for a post-back This goes to my rule three, it depends. (laughs) While Megan has a 3.04, not focused freshman year, we do not know what her her grade trends were overall those years in college. So if somebody has a, you know, 1.5 freshman year, then a 3.2, then a 3.6, and 3.8, it's different than Mm -hmm. it's going to be if it's mediocre throughout. So that's the first step. Where do we actually stand with this? She needs to go to AMCAS, I suggest, and Comus if she wants, mm-hmm. to do their grade conversions and get an idea of what your year-by-year grade is, science versus non-science, and get an idea of what your grade trends are, first of all. Second, master's programs are, I'll use the word tricky. Um, their GPAs will not directly enhance a weak undergraduate GPA. They also have a reputation of being, of rather awarding grades 
fairly high for most graduate programs. So you get an A, you get a B, that's always what you're going to get. That's what you're expected to get. So it doesn't enhance you academically, but of course, if you do worse, it can hurt you badly. A lot of students previously, and go back, say, a decade or more, would try to get a master's in, say, public health, MPH, which was almost useless. It has no science. A lot of people were doing it. It became sort of a um, just something edcoms would look down upon because it was so common. But as we had the development of postbacs and SMPs, which are designed specifically for pre-med, those have more traction. So this is a hard science one. We don't know how uh, traditional or et cetera it may be and how what's going to count what its reputation is. And the student is already in it. If they drop out, they now have an issue of commitment and non-focusing again. Mm-hmm. And how does that get explained? So this is where it becomes tricky. But if they're doing it part-time with it, uh, while working full-time, this is not something I could finish in a year and go back and do something else. It really depends on what her undergraduate record looks like, what path she may want to go, whether she needs so badly she needs to do grade replacement and really focus on a DO route, whether she has some good upward grade trends that may be salvageable for MD route, um, and how far along she is in the master's to prevent the motivation and commitment question that will come up in some ADCOM's eyes. So this is a difficult question. It really depends on um, Generally, though, a, hard, a traditional master's program, while better than other ones, still is not going to be as acceptable or impactful as a special master's program or a post-bac, depending again on your background. Uh, I will just add, there are some schools that will look at a master's degree more heavily or weigh it heavily. In fact, they may sometimes use it to replace an undergraduate GPA. There are a few formal places that do this. Um, they're just informal um, almost rumor level from admissions directors on what they do. It's not very widespread, but there are a few that do seem to do that. For this student, though, without looking at what's going on, I'm not sure I could give her direct advising, but it needs to be looked at before she goes further. Yeah. What her, yeah. That'd be my opinion. It depends. Yeah. I think we should just, like every every episode, <laughs> read the question, and it depends, and then be done it seems that nuance judgment logical rational thought sometimes gets lost in the neuroses and paranoia of being a pre-med <laughs> it, it really does yeah it's it's so hard because the the assumption is that uh my situation is unique when it is definitely usually not um but there are so many nuances even though it's not unique, that it still makes it unique. Yes. Is that confusing? <laughs> uh, it's very confusing. I have this question almost over every topic. Uh, whenever I look at a forum for people information, I had someone the other day saying, I have a unique transcript question. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> um, sorry, it's very common. Or 
you know, should I do A or should I do B? That's it. They just want yes or no. Yep. I can't give that to you. Yep. <laughs> it makes it so easy, though. All right. So, Megan, unfortunately, we can't answer it directly, um, but I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. Hopefully, we gave you some good information to think about as you move forward. All right, there you have it. Again, that question taken directly from the old premeds form over at oldpremeds.org. If you're looking for other great information like this podcast, go check out MedEdMedia. That's M-E-D-E-D-Media.com, where we are currently hosting the Premed Years podcast, which has been out for over three and a half years as we are recording this specific episode and we're soon to launch the MCAT podcast, as well as many other projects that we have in the works. Again, that's mededmedia.com. I hope that this podcast episode continues to encourage you on your journey to becoming a physician. I hope that your non-traditional path continues to support you as you f- try to fulfill your dream of becoming a physician. And as always, I hope you join us next week here at the Old Pre-Meds Podcast.